What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Nick Scarpino, Andy Cortez, and our guest, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. Hello, Mighty Mouse. Hey, happy to be here. Thank you for coming through. It's been a long time since you and I met and became best friends on the IGN Esports <laughs> channel. Oh, well, we just met there. I don't know. How you been, man? What's been happening? I've uh, been good, been good, man. Just been busy with the kids and the wife and just enjoying life. You know, uh, you spend so much time in a gym when you get a chance to actually live like a normal citizen life. You're like, oh my God, there's so much stuff I want to do. What I want to do now. <laughs> telling me, you know, whenever I'm in the gym, that's the first thing I'm thinking. Is, how can I get back to last, When was the last time you were in the gym? Was that you know what? Uh, there's a pandemic. Don't worry oh, about okay, it. Apologize. I've been taking some stairs more, Nick, when I see him. Okay. Don't, worry, don't worry about what I'm doing over here. <laughs> right? I'm, talk, I'm talking shit like I'm out in there putting like eight hour days in right now. I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> that's not happening. So, Demetrius, if people don't know you, who are you? Uh, my name is Demetrius Johnson. I am a one uh, flyweight athlete. Uh, and I'm a mixed martial artist, and I play games on Twitch. Father figure, well, not father figure. I have three children and a wife. And yeah, man, I, I consider myself as an athlete and a nerd. And that's why we love you. That's, I think, the favorite thing. When I, my friend Brandon uh, is helping you out, I think, with PR, he hit me up and he's like, hey, would you want to? I'm like, yes, a thousand percent. Because that when, I, <laughs> when we met at New York and it was for the Mortal Kombat thing, that's yep. what I remember is how you inspected the rigs. What year you was You walked this around and had so many questions. Uh, yeah, well, man, years ago now when me and Golden Boy were in New York doing one of the IGN Esports challenges with Xavier. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, oh, and so yeah, okay. uh, Demetrius was there, and he was uh, the real deal. And of course, you are streaming all the time on Twitch.tv/slash Mighty Gaming. Uh, what are you playing these days, man? Right now, I'm playing Escape from Tarkov, Call of Duty, uh, Call of Duty Warzone, and World of Warcraft. It's 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 hard, man, because I feel like there's just not really any good games out there. And with me <laughs> only having so much time to play games, I want to make sure I'm playing something I enjoy. Um, I'm ready for Resident Evil uh, Village to come out. I sure. saw a game called Nocturnal that's coming out, but it looks too, uh, it looks too um, action action based instead of like Dead Space one or two. Yeah. So I, my eyes are always open for new games. Oh, uh, Returnal, possibly. Returnal? I need Returnal. 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 That's what it's called. Returnal. Excuse me. Returnal's cool. You should give Returnal a shot. We are, we're is all it, we've a lot of us have been playing that here. We can only talk about the first preview section, and we enjoy it quite a bit. Is it scary <laughs> or is it just like action? Did based? you play Control at all? I did not because I, I I'm more like a demonic guy. I like killing dragons and monsters and, and shit. So I sure. I, oh, you can curse curse it up. Don't worry about it. I appreciate oh, okay. the hesitation, but say, fuck <laughs> it. Don't worry about it. Now it's not like horror as much as it is psychological. Like there's monsters you're running around and shooting and stuff, but it's you know a third person shooter uh, with monsters a whole bunch of everyday life, life. You know. Yeah, exactly. So the lame question, I guess, is how do you balance your time? How do you go between, you know, being an MMA fighter and then also wanting to be a nerd? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is before I had children, it was really easy to do, right? Because I'd wake up, go to the gym, work out, come home and be able to play video games. <clears throat> I remember <laughs> if I had kids when I remember Castlevania Lord of Shadows first came out, yep. PlayStation 3 just dropped, your boys home, loading it up having a shot of Patron, wife's in the kitchen cooking taquitos. I can just sit there and game and she would just sit there and enjoy it with me. But now it's a lot harder when you got three kids. So when the kids go to bed at night, that's when I try to get most of my gaming in on the couch, the wife or, in, you know, in the lab. Sure. And then other than that, you're waking up, you, you're, you're cooking lunch, you send them off to school, you're going to the gym doing two sessions. And then when you finally get home, it's like, all right, well, let me wash dishes and make sure everybody's good tonight. Is everybody good? 
No, we don't need nothing for me, right? <laughs> I'm cast downstairs. Don't, don't, don't talk to me. Them has in Warzone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, that's how I balance it, man. It, it, it's, it's hard, but as I get older, I find myself wanting to do more things for my kids outside. Like, for instance, today I can, I can pick up my son up from school and I can sit down here and play video games or I can go ride dirt bikes. I really go ride dirt bikes with my son. For sure. Was that... Did you always want to be a dad? Like, was there that moment of like feeling like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to give so much stuff up to go do this? Like, give oh, up who you are? No, I've always wanted to be a dad. I love children. Uh, I've always loved children ever since I was a, you know, a young adult, 18, 19. I love being around uh, kids. And, you know, when I, <clears throat> they need to do community service work for when I was in high school, I would go to the YMCA and just commit my time to, you know, the youth program. So for me, it was no brainer. Uh, fell in love with the, uh, the girl of my dreams, and we had three beautiful children, Tyron Maverick and Tanith. And yeah, I, I couldn't imagine having kids. I could not imagine my life without kids. Like, I feel like kids are like my legacy, right? Sure. That's like, that's what makes me train harder. That's what makes me want to provide a better life. So do yeah, you see them? Kids. Do you see them having an interest in your professional life? Like, nah. is there... No, they're just. Yeah, how do they like, feel whatever. when dad goes out there and pummels someone <laughs> in the octagon? I mean, they they, they like it. I, mean, I remember one time I was fighting a, a gentleman and I ended up cutting him on the forehead and there was blood everywhere. And I came home, my son was like, "You, there was blood everywhere." Dad, I was like, "That was ketchup." He goes, "No, it wasn't." I saw you cut with your elbow and there's blood everywhere. And I was like, <laughs> "You hit him with a good elbow." <laughs> yeah, and I said, and I said, let me, be, let me be. And one of the things that me and my wife had done with the children is we've been very, very transparent and honest with them. And I tell him, I was like, daddy fights for money, okay? Like the only reason why daddy's getting there and putting his body in the line is because I'm getting paid. I don't need to do it to, to prove that I'm the best. I have no ego, but I am doing it purely to provide a better life for us. And when they understand that, they kind of get it. So they know daddy's not going out there just beating people up. That's and so badass. Be, being That's an really asshole. cool. <laughs> yeah, so like even when COVID-19 happened, I was like, hey dog, hey, people out here dying left and right from COVID-19. So you're going to be staying home for a while. And he goes, all right, dad, sounds good. And I, I feel just being transparent, you kind of build, you know, you're, they're not going to be sheltered, right? Sure. So that, that's kind of how we, we've gone out raising our children. At what age do they join you gaming? Like, is oh, that... man. <laughs> I think four, four or five years old, nice. I think. Um, the first game that they started playing, man, that they really got into gaming, really, really into gaming, I'll say Fortnite. Fortnite was kind of like that gate, yeah. that gatekeeper. Now, now they're playing Roblox. They're playing Supercross. Um, they're playing Among Us. They're playing a little bit of everything on Xbox and PlayStation Four. So they're they're full blown full blown gamers. How what are their ages for your three kids? Uh, seven, five, and two. The two year old just plays on the iPad and just listens to the you know Daddy Finger, Daddy Finger, where he's got it all day. None of us have children. We're not aware of Daddy Finger yet. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy Finger. No, but I Google did see. Daddy Finger, please. Thank you. I, I was gonna say that I did see this morning the three most viewed videos on YouTube as of like today. Um, I think number three was that whatever song by Ed Sheeran. Number two was I'm already forgetting what number two was, but number one was <laughs> Baby Shark. Of course. Oh, baby and Baby Shark has eight point something billion views. Dude, that I mean now they got something on you. I'm not YouTube. They got something on Netflix. Um, it's like Baby Shark Adventure, and it's like literally whoever came up with that that song. <laughs> God bless them. And now they're doing uh, brush your teeth, brush your teeth, show teeth. 
Brush your teeth. Brush your teeth. Baby shark. Baby shark. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Marketing so, geniuses. Yeah. Marketing. Either, either that or they hate parents. They just they grew up and they were like, <laughs> I just don't like parents. Yeah. So we have to torture these poor human beings. But <laughs> it, it's good, though, because it's giving my, my daughter a rhythm. So I, I love it. <laughs> as long as there's some benefit. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Do, they, do your kids take an interest in the other aspect of your life, like fighting? Do you no, have them, they, like on the mat at all or anything like that? Nope. Nope, I, uh, they don't, and I don't have them on the mat. And the reason why is because I didn't start doing mixed martial arts until I was 18. Really? Okay. Yeah, and so I wrestled in high school, and I just want my kids to be athletic, and I just want to be af- athletic, and I believe the way you get athlete, become an af- get athletic is by doing multiple things, right? So mm, sure. my son's played football, he's played soccer, now he's riding dirt bikes, um, and that's all three of my kids. Mm. My middle child does not ride dirt bikes, he rides ATVs. And so once things get picked up with, you know, kids playing sports more, then I'll put them in. But I couldn't imagine putting my son in a, in a soccer team and then wearing, he's wearing a mask. Like, I have a hard time running with the mask on. Yeah. The last thing I want to do is have him running on a soccer field with a mask on. I'm like, this is, I saw someone, uh, President Biden was like, if you have your two vaccine shots, you can walk outside with a mask on. I was like, you fucking kidding me? I was like, I don't know. I need your permission to walk outside with a mask on. <laughs> so, I couldn't imagine having my kids play soccer with a mask on. So uh, yeah. right now, they're just living it up in the, the motorsport. Makes sense. That's cool. That's a cool sport. <laughs> Yo, hell, never, yeah. Never coordinated enough. I had a go-kart, oh. and it, my parents would only let me use it on a very limited basis. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, I don't know yeah. if it counts as a go-kart when you just had the Toys R Us Corvette. No, no. It was, it was a dad built it and welded the frame, and it had Whoa, the thing. shut up. Yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah. We had a dope go-kart that, yeah, like, was one of those. But it was always that thing. You know, every, everybody has this with their parents, at least, I think, growing up. I know, Nick, this sounds like a Nick story we would have. Sure. We're like... It was that thing my dad made. It was awesome. And then it was like such a production to ever use it. Oh, yeah. Where it was like, can we use the go-kart? And I'm like, oh, it's, it it's underneath the, it's under the porch. <laughs> and it's got, the, and I got to change the oil. You know what I mean? It'd be yeah. like, we had it out like, you know, two times a year, maybe. I don't know why I can picture a 10-year-old Greg Miller who's, what, at that point, six foot one or something? Sure, <laughs> that course, just yeah. like knees up to his like head <laughs> in his little go-kart. Because at this point, you just get him a Prius. Um, <laughs> no, my, uh, my, my dad, my, my brother screwed that all up for us. I think I told this story a long time ago. Demetrius, I have a brother who's five years older than me, and he obviously, he did he made all the mistakes so I didn't have to, which I always appreciate for him. He took all the heat uh, growing up, and I, I never had to. But he decided we were skate, we we're going to be skateboarders. Um, and we were not athletic children growing up. I don't know what made him think this was a good idea, but he decided to build like a kind of a, a ramp in the, in our backyard, but it wasn't very structurally engineered very well. In fact, I think he just kind of like nailed some boards together thinking he'd mm. go up it and then come back down. And the very first time he tried it, he snapped his wrist into oh, it. Oh, it was like on the other side of his arm. Uh, I, I apologize for that, that visual. And so that precluded me from skating sports pretty much for the rest of my life. Uh, and anything that had to do with two wheels or four wheels, it was just like, no, we're not, we're not doing that. We're going to, we're going to be marching band. Lou and Elena weren't about that life anymore. No, it wasn't Damn. so much Lou. My dad, my dad didn't. Dad really, didn't care. He's, He's like rolling broken glass. Well, for all we've talked about this a lot, right? Dad, dad was the guy that was like, he'd come home for an hour. Like, how was, how was your day? I'm like, eh, whatever. And you just go back up to work. But my mom was the disciplinary. <laughs> and she was the one who was always like, this is a bad idea. You're going to, you're going to break your heads on this stuff. You're not going to, you're not going to do it. Plus, and then we always had like the, the safety gear that was bought from like Toys R Us. And it was Dude, that's what, like, I, this I, is not the for, real stuff. <laughs> when I think of the, the go-kart my parents had, I think of the 
helmet my dad must have found that somebody was in throwing away yeah. it was like one of and it like foams falling out of it or whatever it would do nothing i digress ladies and gentlemen this is the kind of funny podcast each week <laughs> twice a week we get together to talk about all the bullshit we want to talk about sometimes we bring a guest like demetrius mighty mouse johnson and we hang out with you if you like that you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny of course you can go there to give us your questions your comments your concerns ask demetrius questions as so many of you did uh, of course you get the show ad free there and you can get it with the exclusive post show we do twice a week each and every week uh you can also go to roosterteeth.com youtube.com slash kind of funny and podcast services around the globe uh each and every week to get brand spanking new episodes uh like i said a whole bunch of people wrote in so i want to get right to it today we're brought to you by hbo max but i'll tell you about that later demetrius ryan yep. Koala Higgins wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny and says, Hey everyone. Anytime I think of Demetrius, I always think of how humble he is, whether he's winning or losing. He should be an example to all kids involved in any sport and how you carry yourself after the result. My question is, how do you deal with taking a loss? I'm a big boxing fan, and recently uh, Anthony Joshua and Josh Warrington had shock losses, and I'm always intrigued in how fighters deal with the media backlash and also the doubts within their own mind. I know the use of sports psychology has increased across all sports and was wondering if you use it and how. So I think for, for me, being in mixed martial arts, just being sports in general, uh, I've ran cross country, I've ran track, I've ran, I've done wrestling, and I've done a plethora of sports. And you go, when I was in cross country, I would go and run all the time. Make sure I'm doing my, my three miles a day or one mile a day just following the program right sure. following the program you show up to the race and in your mind you see you're gonna get first place and you know what this guy's just faster than you he's just he's taller whatever it is he beats you and you know you're like Fuck, I, I lost that race you know and then now when it comes to mixed martial arts i remember when i had my first loss it was against brad pickett i think 2000, 2010 i was frustrated and you know i think that's when i first realized that damn you, losses do happen and you, you just have to realize that life's going to go on, right? And then when I had my second loss against Dominic Cruz, that was for a world title fight. I lost that one. And I came back home and nothing ever changed. I, I still got paid. I was able to pay my bills. And the same thing with the Hiro Um, That happened. And, you know, it's like, it is what it is. It, it's going to happen. Like, I didn't take any shortcuts in the gym. I busted my ass in the gym, showed up to every practice, ate all my food. Went to sleep, made weight. So there has to be a point in time where your your mental is your mental capacity is way more important than always trying to please everybody, mm. right? So mm -hmm. and for me, another thing I also do is I think it's great mental is I mentally I visualize myself losing fights and I also visualize myself winning fights, and I think that helps me out a lot to realize you know if I do lose a fight, it's like hey you know you visualize yourself losing in in different ways. I know a lot of people say, that's the stupidest thing you could ever do. Why would you visualize yourself losing? Well, I don't want to be fucking depressed when I get back home and cry <laughs> and be like, oh. <laughs> you know, and I visualize myself winning. That way, when I do win, I'm, I'm like, yeah, you. I'm better than you. I'm faster than you. I'm better than you. It's, it's, I, I visualize myself and I've been here already, right? Yeah. You know, when I was in wrestling, my coach was like, act like you've been here before. Don't act like a yeah. jackass. Don't act, act like, a like dick. you've been there, baby. Act like you've been there, right? Obviously, you want to celebrate. You want to be excited. And you want to, you know, give the crowd what they want. Um, and same thing when you lose, you know, you want to give the, you, you want to, I am, I was sad when I lost my, my recent fight against Adrian Reyes. I was sad, but 
I got back to the hotel room. I watched the fight and I was like, oh, it was just that uppercut that I got caught with. And then I was trying to get up and he blasted with a knee. And yeah. I took three shots and then that was it. But I came home. <clears throat> the lights, the lights are still on. There's no holes in the roof. Right. The wife's healthy. The kids are healthy. So for me, that's what's more important is to be able to go out there and display humbleness, whether you win or lose. And I, I think, you know, when my kids and they come home, like, Daddy, I'm sorry you lost. I'm like, guys, it's all good. They're like, are you sure? I'm like, of course it's good. Like, Daddy's healthy. I'm here to have a good time. And let's let's go do something. We want to go do. We want to ride dirt bikes. They're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they just they, they just brush it off there. Like, it was just another day in office. And it's a bad day in office. I mean, Demetrius, it- you mentioned your, your sort of, uh, you know, I worked out. You went to the gym. You also mentioned that you ate your food. What's like your, what's your meal <laughs> regimen when you're prepping for a fight? So typically, I all I eat whole food. What I mean by that, I try to eat. If you can whole find turkey. it in the woods, out. Oh, no, no, <laughs> not, not whole turkey. No, 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 no. If you have a steak, you're gonna have the entire cow. <laughs> a whole large pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so I typically try to eat stuff that I can find in the woods. So I always try to have a source of carbohydrate, a source of protein, and a source of green. So typically in the morning, I'll have three eggs, and I have chicken sausage, and then I'll have uh, oatmeal, gluten-free oatmeal with a little cinnamon and brown sugar, and then the next meal will be uh, sauté spinach, uh, white rice salmon then i might have uh an, a, the same thing again and then i'll have the same again at night and i'll have like a zero salad <clears throat> and that's pretty much like my my diet really that's the bulk of my diet is uh, a source of carb source of green and protein i mean today i just ordered sushi so that'll be here within probably 25 minutes uh but other than that i try to eat whole things i do occasionally cheat whether it's cake um not really an alcohol drinker because i have um gi problems not GI problems. I'm fructose. I have fructose uh, malabsorption, which means I can't uh, enjoy the simple sugars like bananas, the, the sugars oh, that are really? in bananas, strawberries, uh, kiwis, all that stuff. So, yeah, just a source of protein, source of carb, and a source of green, and that's pretty much my diet throughout the day. And all I drink is water and maybe chocolate milk. I had some Panda Express today. I feel awful. Ooh, <laughs> you had my reason, like, oh, uh. oh, I know. I, every time I, I mean, that's that's. That's so impressive. Just that aspect of the training regimen or just the fact that you have to make weight and the discipline that it takes to do that and the discipline that it takes to be in the gym every day is always so impressive. But going back to the the prior question of just sort of like winning and losing, does it, is it comforting at all to know that you put on incredibly dynamic and entertaining fights either what, regardless of the result? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when at the end of the day, when I look at my contract, I, I look at it as that they're paying me to fight. Right? Yeah. They're paying me to fight. So I try to go in there and fight. <clears throat> and in the gym, I just do my best to make sure I'm the best shape, best shape when I step in there. And you know, I go through all the studying, go through all the technique, go all through the drilling, and you just go out there and you fight and then let the results be what the results are. Don't that's what I tell people. Like, even when I watch people fight nowadays and they lose, I'm like, well, he, he lost. I hope he made great money and I hope he invests his money. That's like my mindset. Maybe when I was 22, 24, maybe my mindset would be a lot different. But when you're 34 years old, you've been doing this forever. It's just another fight, right? Like my next fight is gonna be another fight. The next yeah. fight's gonna be another fight. When I fight for the world title again, if I do, it'll be another fight. And if I get to fight for the world title again, amazing. If I don't, I'm not gonna sweat it. You know, I've already accomplished a lot in this sport. So now I'm just here to, to have a good time and put on a great fight. <laughs> Keep on submitting my leg. Oh yeah, it's for context, just so the guys know, he talked about a couple losses that he he had in his career. 
uh, during which he defended his title 11 times and murked people. So, uh, so there's a, there's a, there's a slight discrepancy in how he's painting himself to our audience. If you're not familiar with UFC, uh, and MMA in general and, and, and the reality of the person we're talking to who is considered the greatest of all time, I would say at this point, um, are, are, are you, um, are you ever scared going into a fight? I listened to a recent interview with George St. Pierre. Um, he was interviewing because he was just in the most recent Marvel Falcon and the Winter Soldier oh, show. Amazing. So he was interviewing because of that. But he talked about you, how... You should get on a show like that, Mighty Mouse. I fucking wish, man. <laughs> <laughs> Your mouth's like God's ear. <laughs> <laughs> so he, t- he talked about going into fights and how, looking back on it, it was all bullshit. All the hype and all the excitement and all the toughness, how it's all bullshit, how... He'd be there thinking, I hope I don't get hurt. I like I'm scared I'm going to get hurt really badly. And it was kind of like really revealing to hear that after the fact for somebody who had a lot of success. Like, are you ever going to fight me thinking like, shit, I might I might get it today real bad. I hope not. But (laughs) (laughs) that's terrifying. I I mean, obviously, I I think the biggest fear I have is that I'm going to go out there and perform. Right. That's that's probably the biggest fear. But. I've always had this mentality that when I go when I go out there that if I get injured or broken that my company is going to put me back together. I've broken my hand, I've broken my rib mm-hmm. in a fight, I've broken my leg in a fight, my fibula, not my tibia, uh, and I've always been able to recover. I had double surgery on my shoulders. It's just like I said, I have that mindset where it's like I'm going out there to make a better living for my my family. I'm going out there to to, to make this money. So uh, with that mindset, I, I understand where George St. Pierre is coming at because. You know, at the end of the day, I remember I was, I was having dinner with Eddie Alvarez, and Eddie Alvarez says, "You think I, if I had thirty fucking million dollars in the bank, you think I'd be getting there fighting? You're out of your goddamn mind." <laughs> so I, I think, you know, I think all athletes are scared, and I always tell people, if I can make as much money as playing video games uh, as I would fighting, then I'll play video games for a living. Uh, but I would not stop. I would continue to train. I love to train. I love to learn. But there's an aspect where when you're training, you're learning how to fight. That's not going to pay the bills. You have to go out there and compete to go to earn the money. So that's that's where my mind's at. But I, I totally understand where George Pierre comes from because you know a lot of people deal with it, the fighting, the competition a little bit different. But there's a lot of people out there who are scared to death to go out there and fight. And there's a lot of people who are like, I lo- I love the fight. I love beating people up. I love to taste blood. And I'm I'm that person where I was like. Oh, I just got to go out there and fight, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to hate me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going to go fucking do it. (laughs) So, Demetrius, what drew you to it? You talked about, you know, not starting till 18, that you were doing all these different sports, kind of trying everything, and like cross-country. What eventually settles on, oh, I really like this and I'm really good at it, but it's not that I really like hurting people. It's not that I'm coming in at it from an anger place. How does that work? Yeah, so when I got out of high school, I finished, so through my high school career, I played football, cross country, and then I stopped playing football because I got sick and tired of, you know, being punished for other people's actions, right? Mm-hmm. We had a bad drug problem in our high school. So uh, I started running cross country, and then I started doing wrestling. Well, I wrestled in high school and middle school, but then when I lost state uh, as a senior year, I was like, you know, what? I'm not going to do track anymore. There's no point. I'm going to take this last quarter off just to be a normal teenager. Then when I got done with high school, I was like, I'm gonna start lifting weights. And then once I met my buddy up, I met my buddy, Reese Andy, 
prior to that, I'm sorry, I'm jumping all over the fucking place, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, tr I truly apologize. You better sort the fuck out to me. Yeah, sorry. I know. I, I need, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, dude. Yeah, people in this podcast, people so, podcast, listening to this podcast, definitely not used to us going all over the there's place. There's no tangents. They don't yeah. know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here we go. He talks you're, about you're his brother. Trouble. I'm talking about Poe. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna fucking nail it right now. Okay, so I was watching Ultimate Fighter one day, and I saw Rashad Evans. He was yeah. uh, punching the back on up uphill back in the day when they had Ultimate Fighter. The athletes would have to win the challenge in order to be able to pick who they're going to, you know, who's going to fight next, et cetera. So mm -hmm. I literally went to the gym and started punching the bag. And then a gentleman named by Reese Andy came and said, hey, would you like to learn how to fight? I was like, sure. And I literally started taking classes there. What I loved about it was it reminded me of wrestling so much that you have the team aspect where you're in the gym with each other and you're all getting ready to compete. And then when you go out and compete, it's all on you, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, after you win, you look at yourself in the mirror, like, good job, you, you fucking did it. Or if you lose, you're like, oh, you fucked up. You know, you, the only person who can take responsibility is you. And I love that aspect. It reminded me of wrestling so much. And you have weight classes. And I had my first amateur fight. It went well. Then I went back to work. And it was kind of like my outlet because, you know, a lot of people, they work 40 hours a week and they, come, they go to work, they come home and that's it. For me, I always want to do ex some extra curriculum activity. And mixed martial arts was that. It just so happened that I just kept on winning and winning and winning. And next thing you know, I'm fighting for a WC, still going to work full time. Then I fight for the UFC, still going to work full time. Then until I got my title shot and UFC, that's when I finally quit my day job. And then, you know, then it just kept going on from there. And I just love the aspect Gosh. of it, you know, of just fighting. Now we've lost your camera here. Correct, Kevin? Oh, yeah, yeah. my bad. Oh, Might have overheated or... Maybe just it's just one himself. of these. It's I gotta yeah. press it every like fifteen minutes. I try to yeah. fix it, but I don't know how to do it. We'll send Kevin. See, this is what I like we'll about Kevin. Kevin we were there. talking about this earlier when we got there. Of like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff I want to do to the streaming room, but like I want to play games. You're like, the camera works for fifteen minutes. It's good enough. Let's go. I'm right there with you, man. Like, fuck it. This is its job, and it's, I will rather than sit here and learn and waste a night burnt more than that. Fuck it. Just keep going. I'm well, with you. see, this this camera is designed for this is my intermission. So usually, typically, I'm I'm sideways. I'm talking to people for like, you know, hey guys, that was a great game. You know, I'm not sure what I think about this person. Da, 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 da. Then I switch it over to my steady focus camera, which is kind of like your guys' camera, where it has more and the, the the 3D cinematic and the background's blurred out. But I can't switch that over. Sure. So, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it does that. <laughs> Are you spectating a, a Warzone game right now? What's going on over that far monitor? Um, that's my man, Batman Benny, putting at work on Twitch right now. So I just, I just okay. went going on while we're getting set up. I haven't turned it off. My bad. How, how do you feel about the new map? Or not the new map, but the, it's the same map. fucking map. All I did is rescind it. <laughs> I know. Same fucking thing. I know. I'm playing on PS5, and I'm like, wow. Not, not only did they reskin it, but there's a nice blue gl like glow to everything, and it's hideous. So, oh, oh, really? I like the blue glow. I, I like don't, it. Well, it's probably fine on PC, but when it's on PS5, it just kind of makes everything muddle. It's hard enough to see everything on PS5 anyway because you're playing it. You're not playing on like a 1080p monitor. It's so hard it's all... to see. It's easier to see those rose skins, though. That's all that matters. Is it? It's easier to see the stupid rose skin. Uh, I was going to ask, you mentioned a lot of other sports, Demetrius. If if not for, you know, uh, mixed martial arts, what sport would you prefer Ooh. to go into? Like, you have, Magic Genie pops up. You have your three wishes. Your first wish is world peace. Your second wish is, you Don't know, whatever. Your third wish is, you know, what sport are you going into? Man, I would say... I would say I would have loved to have done further in my career in wrestling. Um, the only reason why I didn't go into college wrestling because there's no money in there was no yeah. money into it, mm -hmm. and I had to come from a poor 
uh, poor background, um, I had to work, right? So right at, I was working in high school, working at Taco Bell, graveyard shift, working at Parker and Petters, even golf courses. So I've worked essentially my whole entire life since I've been 14 years old. So for me, I would have loved to uh, further my wrestling career, but you know, but if I could choose, that's what it'd be. We wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Would you? Would you? Were you looking at sort of like before you found MMA? Were you thinking about like Olympics, or were you thinking about anything like that? No, I was literally just thinking like seriously. After I got done with high school, after I got done with my senior year of high school wrestling, and I didn't win state, I was like, I'm done. I'm gonna go enjoy be uh, a high schooler. And when I got done to high school, I was like, I'm just gonna work out and just enjoy life and work. And then that's when I saw those Ultimate Fighter and I literally went to the gym, started hitting it back. And that's how it all started for me. I, I, I had no admirations to be- so You hadn't thrown like a kick or a punch until that point? So, I mean, I, I would do karate, like watching fucking Mortal Kombat, the original. <laughs> one, Did you ever shadow box in your front yard? All right, we don't mm -hmm. need to. No, that's how, Nick's, that's how Nick's and Nick does a lot of he does he does the Taekwondo I, now I'm, and that's how I'm started older than for everyone. Him. Okay, I didn't do Taekwondo. Let's, let's, <laughs> I, did, I did uh I did a lot of martial arts in the 80s because that's what you did in the 80s and 90s growing up with Van Damme and and all the yep. martial artists of the day, uh, you know, as it got popular and then later in life, uh, or as Nick likes other stuff. Or as Nick likes to say, when I was mentioning the 90s movie starring Mark Dukakis, only the strong and how Capoeira was introduced in that movie to the masses. Nick said, oh, Andy, of course I know that. If there was a new martial art, I knew about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, just, I loved martial arts as a kid, just mostly because it got popularized in movies. I'm an 80s kid, so, you know, where I grew up on blockbusters, like, you know, the Schwarzenegger films, and then obviously Van Damme and martial arts movies that are blown up there. And so, like, yeah, I mean, I took, I took a bunch of martial arts back in the day and then uh, moved on to later in life jujitsu, thankfully. Because uh, now I have a, a much better understanding of how much I'd get my ass kicked in a real fight, which is good. Because <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. And I feel like there's a lot of people, like growing up, I legitimately thought I could False fight. confidence. And it wasn't until I did, took my first jujitsu class from it where I think it was a wrestler uh, that I went against that was a, a white belt. And I was like, oh, I'm going to mess this guy up. And he just fucking put it to me. And the pressure that I felt, I was like, whoa. This is a Sunday class. This is an intro Sunday <laughs> class. This is reality. And so, like, and that's the thing. Like, that's why I this think guy's so going to go to church after this. Dude, I was like, yeah, this, I'm going to go home and reevaluate all of my decisions up until this point. Um, but that's what's so crazy about, like, your wrestling is, was so dominant. It's so dominant that it's got to be like, how do you, I don't even know how you train to, to get to that point. Like, at what point did you think, like, hey, this is just going to be a great tool to to get in that ring with well wrestling you know nowadays i, I was talking to somebody one second i'm gonna push this thing okay so i wrestling is probably one of the best sports out there uh when i was growing up in wrestling it was brutal and i absolutely loved it because it made me mentally tough right uh nowadays if you were when i was a kid and i come to the wrestling room my coach would be like go run four miles don't even get no damn water. And when you get back, we're gonna start wrestling practice. And it's like, uh, okay. And we would literally just take off and go run four miles and come back and start wrestling practice. There'll go days where we'll wrestle and they'll be like, no water. Nobody gets water. And literally, it's that's the stupidest fucking thing you can do to an athlete. He's not giving water. That's like telling a horse, like, hey, we gotta run 15 miles, but you're not gonna stop to drink water at, at all. If you stop, I'm gonna fucking shock you. <laughs> so what I mean, and now nowadays science is so much better and you can do that to the kids today like if i told if i was a wrestling coach i'm like all right guys you guys gonna run five miles we get back and we're gonna start practice 
I'll probably get a fucking letter from a superintendent the next day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the I'll get parents would be there. The parents would be at your doorstep. Yeah. Yeah. Someone and I'll, the, yeah. I'll, I'll be like, I'm trying to raise men, not children. Right. So that's why I think wrestling was a, a big help for me because it, it made me mentally tough. It made me not quit. And when you're, there's nothing more uh, degrading or that can strip a man's manhood is when you have somebody the same size as you just whoop the living shit out of you on a mat and no and nobody out there can do it and you're in your skivvies so that's why i think wrestling i mean you have muay thai you have kickboxing but in muay thai kickboxing boxing you can always take a break right you can move around and do this and you know whatever and not and not engage in wrestling when you take a step back they're like beep do not step back you're wrestling if right. you don't want to wrestle get the fuck off the mat like yeah they said that to me one time when I was about to wrestle and it was regionals and they're like, all right, ready, ready, green, ready, red, red. Yep. And I took one step back. He goes, Beep. do not step back or I'm going to dock you a point. And I was like, God damn. That's what I love. And <laughs> went right forward. So I would have cried. I would have cried. on Dude, that. I, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I appreciate. Crumbled. Yeah. Like the, there's like, you're talking about this like test of like what, what wrestling brought to you. And like, I remember when I, I love, uh, I still do professional wrestling. Right. So I was like, Oh, like I should, I'd love to do a summer camp for, uh, cause I went to a weird school that didn't have like a ton of sports. I'll do a summer camp for uh, wrestling and uh, totally we got the dates wrong. So I missed like the first four classes. I so I show up in the middle it's like two week program and it was like all right cool we're doing laps around the gym so i do a lap around the gym and in the middle of it like the instructor's like front somersault and i was like oh jesus christ and i did the somersault and it's everybody doing it oh somersault fuck and then he's like back somersault and that's i was like you know i gotta go guys imagine like, that i can't imagine just roll that. backwards you're in high school and it's like all right you, you, you jog a lap it's like all right front flip do somersault and it's like what the fuck i was like this gymnastics what are you talking about <laughs> All right, turn around, do a, a, a backflip. But it's like, there's not another sport where you have a, a certain individual that is so athletic, like not just acrobatic, that can move, that can elevation change. That's why I feel like wrestling is the best sport for mixed martial arts. Like if my kids really wanted to fight, like let's say they get into middle school, like, hey dad, I really want to fight. I'm like, okay, you're going to fucking wrestle. And after wrestling, you don't know how to box and do Muay Thai. Yeah. And then you'll be like, okay, then you don't know how to do jujitsu and all other sorts. I will say- So you'd recommend before. wrestling before jujitsu? Well, 1000% yeah. because it brings, it builds that mental, like gi jiu-jitsu is great, but gi jiu-jitsu, you, you're getting, you're given a tool with the gi, mm -hmm. right? Like if you were butt ass naked in bed and somebody broke into your house and you get in a tussle fight, there is nothing to grab onto besides your dog and, well, and you know, say, your, your underwear. <laughs> but other than that, like, and when you fight and you compete, the best, the best form when you compete, you have underwear on. So for me, gi is great, but it's, it stops a person's athletic ability. Like when I grapple in gi, people just grab my leg and like, I can't move. I'm like, you're stopping my, you're stopping my speed. You're that's him. That's you're using that as a tool. So, um, that's why I, I, I respect jujitsu, but that's one thing I don't like. It's like you, I shouldn't be able to stop your athletic ability. Or stop your movement and it's like that's my, my opinion i, I didn't even like no 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 i mean i, think, I didn't I even consider that as a thing <laughs> like that that didn't even cross my mind that using the actual apparel can you know be an advantage as opposed to just like the whatever what a wrestlers wear i always forget the name of the singlet. uh sing, singlet. Singlet. Singlet, yeah, yeah there we go uh yeah i didn't even consider that that's really wild so yeah, when you, so, well, I mean, obviously, when you train in the, in the gym, you train no gi, right? When you're, whenever you're doing oh, any sort of like submission stuff, one thousand percent, one thousand percent, because the submission is going to be different. The way the person is going to move out of it is going to be different. And even when you have the gi on, you're able to like, you know, pull people into submissions. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a totally different world. 
Um, and, I, and I've trained in it, but when it comes ready for my fight, I train no gi completely yeah. the whole time. Oh, man. Yeah. So, so wrestling as the core, I think a lot of people would agree. I mean, especially seeing, seeing what you can do to someone seeing how you like blast doubles, like other people throw jabs is just unbelievable. And one of the things like I had an opportunity to obviously go back and watch some of your older fights uh, leading up to this. And I'm just like, I'm just astonished how much you keep it on. Like for five rounds, people cannot get you off of them. And that's, that has to come from that wrestling background, right? Yep, 1,000%. My wrestling background and my coach's background is from wrestling and boxing. So that's kind of like the way he trains me is, you know, you, you, you stay on them and you just beat them down. You, and I mean, wrestling, you're, you're trying to break a man mentally, right? I mean, that's kind of like embedded me. So when I'm in a five-round fight or three-round fight, I'm going to stay on you the whole entire time. And if I can submit you or end up getting a knockout, then we'll, we'll take it. Mm -hmm. For the, um, I have to ask this question before, but <laughs> before we move on to anything else uh you're fighting borg right and you decide to um you decide to suplex him into an arm bar in the was it the fifth round <laughs> yes sir how do you, i was i brought my wife over to watch that again because obviously i saw it when it happened and i was like you gotta watch this i was like this is 23 minutes into a fight and he just <laughs> he decides to do one of the coolest <laughs> and craziest fucking things anyone's ever done <laughs> in the octagon what was going through your head at that point? Were you just like, hey, I've won this fight. I'm going to go do some crazy shit or like what? Or was it just, you just it just happened? Uh, it, it just happened. I remember in the time of my training camp, my coach was teaching us about how to shift people's weight. Like when they move, that's when you shift their weight. And once he elbowed me, I was like, okay, I'm going to throw you up in the armbar you. And uh, it just happened. You know, my coach did it to me. And I was like, okay, yeah, teach me that. And I think it was kind of like a, a great crescendo to tie the record with that submission that nobody has ever done and ever seen. Unbelievable. So that's that's probably uh -huh. one of my um best uh submissions. What's up, Kev? Can I can I pull it up? Because I feel like Greg and Andy. Oh my like, god, yeah. Can you pull it up? Have you guys seen yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't seen it, but what I saw was people talking about it. Like people wrote in about it. It's <laughs> it's I mean it's it's the coolest fucking thing that's ever yeah. happened. In, in, I, I, I'm gonna in keep the clip very tight but it's uh so i think i have it queued up is this this look right it's ray borg this looks correct? right yeah okay cool. yes ray borg i mean i'm come jesus. on jesus <laughs> greg well, could you do that, that to me right now time. with not with no I, nick you could give me 300 attempts that i couldn't do that <laughs> <laughs> you give me all the attempts in the world for me to toss you up like a sack of potatoes and grab your arm and ain't happening like that brother oh my god that is unbelievable How, yeah, i mean like it, you're so the Nick said you were 23 minutes into the fight at that point, like I think so, right? That was was that round five, yeah? It was round five, it was like 23 minutes, and yeah, you know, like I said, what are the you know, exhaustion levels like at that point? Oh, I, I'm not exhausted, I really insane, yeah. This you is what's round fight. guys. We, I want you guys to run around your room for 30 seconds, come back and see if you can even talk. <laughs> 23 <laughs> minutes of. And it wasn't like it was Nick, it was, uh, people <laughs> make me do 20 push ups when I'm streaming at night, and I gotta like. I'll go to the restroom just so I don't sound winded on the mic because I'm going to sound <laughs> fucking tired. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, so obviously the highlight you, you have, I mean, your highlight reel is ridiculous, but the other, look at this. Oh, God, that's just so unbelievably cool. That is like, yeah. come on. That's like the coolest thing. Um, I'm so glad Nick has reference for a lot of this stuff because I don't generally watch UFC. Like I'll see the stuff that Nick talks about and Nick is kind of my, my gateway to, uh, to just MMA in general. 
And so I love that Nick is here because Nick can whenever we have video game developers on, it's like, you know, we're kind of Nick's gateway into that or whenever we have uh, any, you know, sports athletes like, you know, uh, NFL or NBA, we're I'm Nick's gateway into that world. But Nick is my gateway into the NBA, into the MMA world. So thank you, Nick. Thank you for being here. Well, hey, thank, thank you. Thank you. Great job. Thank you. You're all welcome you for, for me sitting in the comfort of my home and, and watching all of Demetrius's fights. Like he puts his body and his mentality on the line. You're all welcome. Yeah, don't thank him. <laughs> but yeah, the, I mean, the, obviously the other thing that was the, the other unbelievable record that you have is you have the record for the latest submission, I think. Is that what it's called? The, uh, the last, latest stoppage, right? Yeah, latest stoppage. I think me and Frankie Egger might be tied for that. Oh, did I get could be wrong. I think it could be wrong, but I'm not sure. That's another one of those instances where like, I'm like, what? You were, you were winning that fight. Did you know you were winning that fight beforehand? Is that why you said, screw it, I'll go for an armbar? Or... No, I knew I was winning the fight, but my coach was yelling at me. He was like, armbar, armbar. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to fucking hit this armbar. I'm going to get in trouble. And so <laughs> I hit it, and it gave me extra 50 Gs on top of my paycheck. <laughs> uh, so for context, guys, and Kevin, I don't know if you can look this up. And I, I, I apologize for forget who your opponent was in that in that particular bout. Kyojo uh, Horiguchi. That's who it was. Um, you're four minutes and 58 seconds into the final round and his coach screams armbar and so he just does an armbar and taps him with one with less than a second left in the yeah. fight oh that's cool it is yeah. awesome that's fucking it's sick unreal you just go that doesn't it's like a video game you like it's like a, it's just shit that doesn't happen unless someone's you know you're you're, you're cheating in warzone <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that, a little that's too probably, common that's probably another cherry a uh, cherry uh you know, I, I've had a long career, and sometimes I don't sit down and think about all the things that I've, I've done and accomplished and the submissions I pulled off. But like when I sit, as we sit here and we're talking about, it, I'm like, damn, man, it, those those submissions was uh, pretty lit. It, it, it was a good time. They're yeah, awesome. They were really cool. So. I, I think Kevin's still trying to find it, but I want to bring in Chance Carter, who wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny and says, uh, how's the transition between the UFC and one FC Ben? It seems like now, two years later, that you've come out on top of that deal. What would you tell fighters who are looking at doing something similar that nobody told you? Um, I think here's the thing. Nowadays, if you have a name, uh, it's always good to test the market, right? Because when you find a UFC, you, it's a good way to build your brand and marketing tool here in the U.S., right? I mean, the sure. UFC is just absolutely fucking marketing tool. Like, I'm at the YMCA running on the treadmill, and they got ESPN, and I see, you know, Uzma, Kamar Usman knocking out, you know, Jorge Masvidal, right? I, I got an 85-year-old woman on the steps mill watching it. So they're just a marketing <laughs> machine. But I think, with that being said, when you become a free agent, I think it's very important to test the free market. You know, Corey Anderson, a gentleman who used to fight for the UFC, recently came out and stated, like, you know, he's been with Bellator for six or seven months, and he's had three, two, two or three fights, and he's made more money fighting for Bellator than he has with UFC. And he said, think about that. Let that sink in. So always test free age, uh, your, your free agency and go and fight where you feel you're going to be the most comfortable and you're going to, and the company's going to have the same morals that you do. Uh, I think it's very, very important. I have a question. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Andy Cortez from kindoffunny.com. Thank you, Greg Miller. Um, you said you came from a poor background, Demetrius. Yes, when you started getting those first big paychecks, what were some of the stuff that you were buying? Like, what was like, all right, I got to get this. I got to get this thing. I think my very first paycheck when I fought 
uh, in Alaska, I made, it was like, it came out to 750 bucks. I remember I bought a laptop from Best Buy. But when I started making bigger money, I saved it. I, I maxed out my Smart 401k. I, I maxed out my 401k. I maxed out my everything I could. And then I bought my first house. And then I bought another house. And typically, I don't really buy myself stuff because when there's nothing I really want. Like, there is, but not at that cost, right? So for me, it's like, yes, everything that you guys see in here, like the monitors, the laptop, and the laptop, the mic, mixer board. And like all that stuff, PS5, I bought it without my hard-earned money. But once you buy it, you ain't never got to replace it unless it breaks down. So for me, it's like computer, video games, WoW subscription. That's like kind of like my vices. Then my wife buys me nice shoes and jeans and shirts and shit like that. It's so, so crazy that WoW has a subscription. Jesus. You know what? That, <laughs> that is so, kind of fucked up, right? It's so I, fucking I mean, wild. I, I, I was playing... <laughs> Wait, uh, how much is just the subscription, everybody? 15? Right? Is, it? is it still 15? Come play Warzone with us for free. <laughs> That's the thing about WoW. It pisses me off. Like, I love it, but here I, I literally came to the conclusion why I love it. Right? And then I, it pisses me off too. We all know why. <laughs> but I love it because I travel so much. And when I travel, you don't need very great, you don't need great Wi-Fi to play World of Warcraft. You need great Wi-Fi to play Call of Duty or any yeah. other game. Mm -hmm. But when I'm in Singapore and I'm fucking quarantined for, you know, 10 days, there's nothing on TV. The game that I can play is World of Warcraft. So I played. And any other remote game out there, like Final Fantasy XIV or Reborn or whatever they're fucking on now, you have to pay subscription. So, I mean, I started playing Path of Exile and the graphics are great. The game is great. And I'm like, this game is fucking free. I should be playing this game. But, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Uh, so you know, we've talked about the sports side of you. Oh, hold on, Kevin found the oh, yeah. Okay. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. There we go. This is the armbar, and there it is. Armbar, armbar, armbar. Yelling out in the background. And he's oh yeah, ah. that's it. That was a fast hat too. Jesus God. Gotcha. See that 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 fire right there. I was so damn sick. And uh, what did you have? Like I, the flu? No, I had water poison. It's basically where you drink. Too much fucking water and your body just starts throwing up everything you you eat Ooh, to kind of regulate yeah i i drink two gallons of water if i jumped on a flight a uh seven hour flight um but i remember you know in that flight i was sick and i didn't want to be there and i remember him just saying armbar armbar and i think it was like my fifth or sixth out of the fence and i blast out the armbar and i remember getting up and i'm looking at him i was like fuck yeah there i go yeah, <laughs> get, <out> there. <laughs> get and, me the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like it, you know, as I reminisce on it, it, you know, back in that day, it was me, and my, just me, and my two coaches, right? You know, here you are, your fifth, your sixth world title fight, and you're traveling to Toronto, uh, not Toronto. It was um, what's Toronto? It was in Canada, and you're about to defend a world title. I don't, I never, you know, been around a posse. I, I've always had a small, tight circle. So here we are. A foreign country and we pull off you know a record the last submission the very last second it was fucking badass man you know, <laughs> and like that. that is i mean talk about that what what is the energy in the at the hotel that night when you guys are like well that's a cool thing to have on i mean that's that that's the highlight reel right that's definitely making that's, the espn highlight reel right there that's a highlight reel and i remember going next door to our hotel and there was this dessert that my coach got every single night it was like a cinnamon like that's one thing I will say about well, your Canada. coach got dessert every single night when you were trying oh, to make weight. Oh fuck yeah! You're sitting there it. water poisoned. Cheesecake's good. That was that Montreal. 
I, I can look Montreal. it up. Yeah, I think I'll it was Montreal. Uh, but I remember being there. That's one thing about Canada. They have amazing, amazing food. I'm not, I don't really care about their, oh, their yeah. French their French fry gig that I got going on. Ponzi, whatever. Oh, Poutine. really? No, like that. That's just like basically, you know, you have a whole bunch of fries and you eat some fucking chili and you throw up on it. That's what it looks like to me. <laughs> it's um, so good. I it love looks like shit. that, but it does taste good. <laughs> they're, that, was, they're, uh, that was, in fact, at the Bell Center in Montreal. Montreal. I thought it was Montreal. They had some amazing desserts. So I remember after the fight, went next door and uh, at that dessert that I watched my coach eat every fucking night and it was absolutely delicious. And my father-in-law was out there too, so it was a good time. And my father-in-law, he ate like a fucking king. He had steak and fries every single night. Steak free, yeah. You got to live it up. Live up that martial life. Yeah. So we talked about all the boring stuff about sports. How did you get into video games? That's oh, boring. Like, what, what's the story there? All right, that's my favorite part. Uh, so I got into video games uh, when I was a kid. My mom had the original Nintendo, and we would play Super Contra, and we would play Will of Fortune. And nice. we would argue about who was going to get the next fucking spread ball. She goes, don't you take my spread balls. Those are mine. I'm like, fine, mom, you can have them. And that's your mom's that's fucking where, awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where it began, man. Like just playing the original tone of my mom. Awesome. And then so like, did you stick with it the entire way? Oh, like you taught you. Fuck, fuck. Yeah, I mean. So I didn't know if you, I didn't know you want to just elaborate how it all oh, got yeah. here. Give me, give oh, me no, Greg, Greg wants every console you've ever owned and your favorite game. On I do want to know your favorite game of all time. That yeah. is a very important one. Favorite yeah, game yeah. of all time and then most anticipated game of 2021. And if it's not right, here on we the go. PlayStation so, console, he's shut up, Nick. All right, you can you got to ask him all about arm bars. Shut <laughs> up. And let me talk to him. Uh, so it, it was original Nintendo, and then my sister came into my life and she brought two fucking big ass cases of just. These Nintendo games that had Platoon, Snake Rider and Roll, Legend of Zelda, Legend of Zelda uh, 2, and it just one after one, 3D runner, just hit after hit after hit. Castlevania, Castlevania Simon's Quest 2. And then after that, we got the Super Nintendo. Then you had Super Mario World, then you had Demon's Crest, and you had Rock and Roll Racing. I mean, it just fucking went on and on. Super Ghosts and Ghouls. And then after that, we had Sega. And then we always had that thing. Was it Sega Genesis or Super Nintendo? But we, it was, it was always Super Nintendo. Yeah. And then we, that was one thing my mom did, you know, being, uh, or that's what I love about video games, that you would spend that one-time fee of 50 bucks on a game. And you can play countless hours. Super Street Fighter 2, me and my brother would have literally arguments about that game. And then eventually, uh, my friend down the street, he had a PlayStation and that's when I got exposed to Resident Evils. Ugh. And that game, I remember going and just staying at his house. I wouldn't even fucking play. I'll just sit there and just watch him play yeah. and just <laughs> see the um the unfold of Umbrella and Albert Wesker and Chris Redfield and Joe Valentine and Barry. And when they and, became cinematic, it was like, this is different. This shit's yeah. different. Yeah. 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 It's like, is this part of the game? He goes, no, no, this is cinematic. The game is next. Why? <laughs> um, so I played PlayStation all the Resident Evils, and then PlayStation 2 came around. That's when fucking Devil May Cry came in, and Onimusha. Uh, man. And then you had, you know, Nintendo 64. You had GameCube. You had Dreamcast. Fucking Power Stone. I mean, a lot of my... So, a lot of my childhood, I was playing games, man. Like, I, I, I would go outside and play. We had to be home by dark. And after that, I'll be home just gaming it all fucking night. And then okay. that's when... You know, PlayStation 3 came out. Then you also had Xbox, Halo. I mean, I just love games. And when it comes down to my the greatest games of all time, if I had to pick five of them, if I got stuck on an island, they're like, you are banned to this island for eternity. Here, choose five games. It would have to be Dead Space series, one, two, and three, oh, wow. Isaac Clark, The Red Marker. Oh, yeah. 
that whole series was absolutely fucking amazing. Hey, Tiger, you want to come say hi real quick? Let's say hi real quick. My son just got home. Look, he's ready to go, boys. Can we can we go dirt bike, Dad, please? <laughs> yeah, what's up? Yeah, what's up? What's up? Say, what's your favorite game right now? Right no, now. what's your favorite game right now? What's your favorite I'm asking you, what's your favorite <laughs> game, dog? Oh, favorite game is Call of Duty War. Okay, get out. I'm almost done, okay? Wait, Love you. Dad, wait, dad. What? 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 Remember? <laughs> yeah. Um, remember you were gonna call him? Who, Kenny? <laughs> okay, I'll let him know. All right, I'll let him know. Okay, so, um, Dead Space, C the Dead Space series, uh, one, yeah. two, three. Get out, buddy. I'm not. No, you can't. Uh, Dead Space, one, two, three. Isaac Clark, Dead Marker. I think that game really needs to be a remake. Uh, the survival horror game of it is just yes, it does. Like they're they're trying to remake all these other games. It's like guys, pause. Let's remake one of the fucking greatest survival horror games out there. Um, Real quick, have you been paying attention to Callisto Protocol? Because that's from yes. One of the guys who yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. I have. I'm waiting for that one to come out. Um, right. it's shown very, very little trailers. Next to nothing. Yeah, but it looks just like it, right? Because they're in the prison and they've got the same like HUD on the back. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so Dead Space Island Super Metroid is a banger. Uh, for Super Nintendo, that's one of my favorite games too. Um, obviously World of Warcraft. I got. I put it out there. Uh, other than that, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Got to do that. That gives me tears when I think about how much time I spent with that and my brother and. Um, just a great game. Yeah. And then the fifth one, man. Oh, God. It would have to be. Uh, I got to have a fighting game on the island. So it's got to be Street Fighter. Any Street Fighter out there. If I had to pick one, it'd probably be Street Fighter 5. You mentioned you like killing demons and monsters and yep. like you like the scary sort of shit. Um, yep. I'd like to, you know, sing you the gospel of a game called Bloodborne. Oh, um, yeah. I beat that game already. Amazing. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. yeah I, I just beat had Dark to make sure. Yeah. I beat Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3. Beat Bloodborne. Um, I was almost done beating Demon Souls, but I just got burned out and just wanted to do something else. But Bloodborne, absolutely amazing game. Only thing I like about it is that the only thing I don't like about the Dark Souls series and Bloodborne is that there's not a lot of the action is really good, but there's not a lot of dialogue to the game. Like you, you first you land, you're playing Dark Souls, you land in a fucking cathedral, and the guy's like, "Hey, you look new here. Hello there." <laughs> Yeah, you ring those two bells, something might happen. Demetrius, what if I told you that uh, for about three weeks straight, I watched about 90 hours of content of just people breaking down what the stories are. There's like the most, those games have the most lore and story. You just don't really know. They're all in the items descriptions and people mm. end up deciphering what these stories are. So there, don't, the you do are, don't you want to do that? Don't you want to, you don't want to spend 90 guys. hours watching YouTube Reading videos to understand the game you play? Forget it. I mean, Greg, I have Greg, to, I, play, Sorry, God, good. I, I remember when I played Dark Souls, the original one, I actually looked at all my, that's what got me kind of in the streaming on, uh, streaming on Twitch between my training session. I'll play on the Xbox 360. And I remember reloading it back up. I had 86 hours on one character, 84 hours on another character, 54 hours on another one. I was like, that's like fucking almost 200 hours. I should know what the fucking game's about. <laughs> oh, but no, that's awesome. You, you, you watch 90 hours uh, of the game. and <laughs> Maybe like 150 uh, hours. Who knows at this point? Who knows? A lot of take. hours. Give a lot of take. hours. Yeah. Great. Yeah. How's your Bloodborne uh, playthrough going? Uh, it's done. I beat it actually. So there you go. What oh, are you going to do? Oh, congrats! Talk, talk shit, get shot. Talk shit, get shot. You know what I mean? Are you? What's your what's your kill death ratio in Warzone right now, Nick? Yeah, we don't want to talk. We don't need to talk about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. Okay. Demetrius, uh, it looks her. like you have to go dirt bike. <laughs> it's uh, time for yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank but, you so but much for hanging out. 
of course, and the game that I'm looking forward to most of oh, 2021 yeah, is Resident Evil's Village. I think. Oh my gosh, next week? It comes out next week! Yeah. Ah, shit. I'm going to be fishing in fucking Alaska. God damn it. <laughs> ah, maybe I should bring it up there. Um, I'm, re- I'm looking forward to that because, once again, you know, uh, Resident Evil as a franchise has been absolutely amazing. The movies haven't been as good, but let's, how do you fuck that up? Let's, let's, let's take it. Let's, 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 how do you fuck that up? You have, how do you make a bad movie? <laughs> how do you make a bad movie? You have all the contents there. Yeah. All the contents there. Just take a great actors and just replay the fucking game into the movie. No, um, they never so. do it. They always bring someone in who just doesn't really understand the game and really isn't tied into the culture. And they just think, we, we are Hollywood. We know better. We're just going to do this with Mila Jovovich. And to be fair, I love Mila Jovovich. Oh, oh what? Yeah. She was amazing. Make yeah. them do oh, karate moves. You know, it's like, nah, like I don't no. want that. <laughs> no. Why? I want horror what? intention. Yeah. Yeah. But Resident Evil 8 is the one I'm looking forward to. Just see what happens. To see what they do with Ethan and how is he still involved with this whole. You know, um, is it Umbrella? I think it's Umbrella because there's a couple things that you saw Umbrella, the symbol of it. Yeah, for sure. And what's Chris Redfield's role in this game? Like, he seems like he's taking on a darker role from what we, we've seen. Yeah. Um, but that's the game I'm looking forward to in 2021. He looks mysterious. Oh, he's got a big coat, got a big secret looking coat. Yeah, it's like a peacoat. But I I guarantee right now that's probably going to be game of the year uh, 2021 or 2022. Guaranteed. Damn. Wow. All right. We'll check back at right the now. end of the year to see if that's where it ends up. Yes, sir. Demetrius, thank you for hanging out today. Thanks for uh, you're welcome here anytime. I'm sure Nick would love to play Warzone with you. Him and Nick and Andy play all the time. So we if you ever want to stream with us every week, if you ever want to stream, let us know. It'll be fun. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity. And uh I love your guys' setup. I love what we talked about. I mean, I love it. So I appreciate you guys. No problem. Man. Don't be a stranger. You? Oh, you guys find me on Twitch, uh Mighty Gaming uh, slash Mighty Gaming. And also on my social, uh, Instagram is Mighty and Insta- uh, Twitter is Mighty Mouse. How did you get it on my, a Mighty Mouse on Twitter? I feel like that would have been a lawsuit. <laughs> I, got, I, I got, I know people in, in high places, baby. <laughs> all right, well, all right. Sorry about that. <laughs> all, right, all right, then, man. We'll see you later. You, you can go, you go ride some dirt bikes. All right, guys. Have a good night. Thank you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen while he hangs up and Kevin will reanimate the cameras and do all that I'll remind you that this is the kind of funny podcast each and every week four sometimes five best friends gather on this table each coming to bullshit with each other about whatever it is they want to bullshit about. Remember, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can write in to be part of the show, where you can, of course, go there for the post show, and you can get the show ad-free. But speaking of ads, Greg Way, you're not watching on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. So here are the ads for this week's episode. This episode of the Kind of Funny Podcast is brought to you by HBO Max. Can you believe it's been a whole 10 years since we first stepped foot in Westeros? Yes, Game of Thrones is 10 years old. But... Even more bonkers is that it's been 26 years since Sub-Zero, Scorpion, and Raiden threw down and competed to save the world. Yeah, Mortal Kombat is old enough to rent a car. Why am I talking about both? Well, if you love Game of Thrones and action-slash-fantasy-slash-adventure, you're going to want to see Mortal Kombat in theaters and on the streaming service screen right now, baby. April 23rd, Sub-Zero hunts down Cole Young, an MMA fighter. Dude. What would you do if Sub-Zero was on the hunt for you? I'd 100% freeze up. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. No, no, that's a lie. I would finish him. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, uh, Mortal Kombat, Game of Thrones, it's all happening right now, and you can go get it on HBO Max. Uh, I use HBO Max all the time. Uh, Actually, in the post show over on Patreon, we're talking about a whole bunch of HBO Max stuff, but I digress and won't do that now. But let's get back to Mortal Kombat. Will there be fatalities? 
Find out in the explosive new cinematic film, Mortal Kombat, inspired by the blockbuster video game franchise in theaters and on HBO Max for a limited time. Sign up for HBO Max at hbom.ax slash kfmb, or just click the link in the description if you want to watch and go do that, and you sign up and you watch Mortal Kombat. I'll read it again for you. hbom.ax slash kfmb, or just on YouTube. Go to click a link. You're in a car right now. You weren't going to remember the URL anyway. Just go to youtube.com slash kind of funny. And then you look at the, you click on the video and then you click on the link and it's done. Right, Kevin? Yep. I got to go help Jen with a package real quick. So I'll be right back. Okay. But feel free to go on with that. I'm also probably going to turn down my lights just because it's so hot in here. It's getting, it's warm, dude. No, I mean, the front face. It's hot today, huh? It's hot today, huh? Yeah. Uh, I I walked outside. I, I went to a Starbucks this morning which is uh, my, my morning ritual, obviously. You guys have never heard me talk about that. No. But uh, I walk out in a hoodie thinking it's going to be hot with like a beanie on, get one block, sweating. Just start oh. sweating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bad. I was like, I don't like this. Does this mean we're hot now? I don't understand that. See, I just I, got used I, to the cold. I didn't expect it because Google will give me the warning on my phone. It'll say, hey, it's, it's going to be seven degrees warmer tomorrow. It's going to be six degrees warmer tomorrow. And it kind of gives you a, an estimate. Yeah. And it said it was like 66 as a high. Which in the past hasn't been that bad, but I got to assume that they severely underestimated what the weather is because it does like it was feeling warm. But yeah, it's 70 right now. It's one of those things where I go, I look outside, I look at the weather, it says it's going to be 52 and I go, that's not that cold. I get out ice cold yeah you know what i mean freezing. then you look outside you, and it says it says 64 degrees oh that's that's pretty warm but it's all, still pretty good Get it? i'm sweating i have no yeah. concept anymore because of covid what weather is i'm indoors all day I, I i look outside right now i'm like could be hot could be cold i don't know i see the sun i see shadows who the hell knows i, I was playing <laughs> near i was playing near replicant today on stream and i thought a lot of it was like there's no way that it's actually Again, everybody's going, oh, 70 degrees. That's not even hot. What are you talking about? Uh, San Francisco buildings, no insulation. Uh, the, All the heat gets trapped heat, in The sun it's cooks like an the, oven. It's an oven. Yeah, the heat oven. cooks everything in, in here. Yeah, let's just, for, for context's sake for everyone, Kevin. I feel like we always, like, Kevin, just have a bumper that goes up yes. with all the information. Mm-hmm. What we need to do is, Kev, we need to come up with a graphic, and Andy can help out with this. Yeah. That is what your weather is equivalent to our weather in san francisco because we don't have air conditioning exactly what's the conversion rate because i feel like 75 degrees in san francisco is equal to 95 degrees in austin i I just feel like maybe if we get all these people to turn off their ac open all their windows and just let all the hot air in let all the hot air in in. you know yeah that's exactly and then then put and then put a computer and then close everything and don't turn on in there yeah (laughs) Don't yeah, turn on thought, the AC so thought, and just kind of breathe in that. I thought it was me playing the game. And I was like, oh, I'll turn the game off and it'll be right. fine. I'll finish up watching Ratatouille in my lunch break. Oh, uh, and it did not get any cooler. <laughs> I was like really sad about it. Uh, it just kind of stayed the same temperature, unfortunately. Thankfully, I'm on the really... back side of our building. So it, we get sun in the morning. Uh, but we get but toward the afternoon, it just kind of goes overhead. And then it's all nice shadows and cool in here. For the most part, I'm sorry. I'm still geeking out over the fact that we just hung out with Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. For he was really hour. cool. He was really cool. You guys, here's what here. I, I mean, I know you guys know he's a fighter. You know he's a big deal. But do you understand how big of a deal he is? To the I mean, when I read the the wiki page and it's saying it is widely known that he is pound for pound one of the best fighters in the history of yeah. fighting. <laughs> yeah, I didn't fully understand it until that moment. 
he is on i mean if you were to put together a top 10 list any any top 10 list he's on that he's on that list maybe top five uh of, of pound for pound greatest fighters ever i mean a lot of people call him there's a lot of people who who consider him the goat like the the, the greatest mixed martial artist of all time he just when you watch his fights he just doesn't have uh like a weakness He's just really good at everything. It's a fucking unbelievable, unbelievable to watch him fight. I hope Nick, he keeps fighting for a while. What but I also do you, hope we play Warzone with him. <laughs> what do you think fancy ketchup is? Fancy ketchup, to this. me, would be ketchup that is when you go to the restaurant and you go, I'd like a hamburger, please. And they go, okay, what, you know, uh, would you like some ketchup on the side of that? And you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're thinking, can you just please, for the love of God, give me Heinz? I don't want the homemade ketchup that the chef decided to make that he learned at Cordon Bleu that really isn't ketchup so much as it is sort of like uh, it's got that it's got an applesauce consistency to mm. it. Wow, and when you, you get the fry, it, it just wets the fry and you go, why is the fry wet? But it's not there's no red on it. That's what I feel like. Fancy he nailed it, though, right? Like I, I, yeah, I just I Kevin, I, I only asked because I thought maybe it was a California thing. Maybe, maybe yeah. this is a, a regional I, I guess... kind of. Issue. I legitimately thought that that like that's what I've always called fancy ketchup, <laughs> ketchup with a little bit What'd of mayonnaise in it, which apparently is ke- ketchup with a little bit of mayonnaise in it. I've yeah, always called call that fancy ketchup, oh. but apparently, oh. that's, that and we we're like, not. wait, but that's not what fancy ke- fancy ketchup is. Just ketchup, and he was like, and we're like, ketchup. no, Joey, you know what? I think Kevin's just saying that this ketchup is fancy, and Kevin was like, no, it's fancy ketchup. And we're like, no, because what, what does it, I, you're right? I have seen fancy ketchup. Before. Fancy what ketchup is, is like it has to be. It's USDA it's kind of graded. Like it has to be 33 percent tomato. Gotcha. Shit in there, you know. Um, just and, by the way, to follow up on a point from early in the show from Nick, I just moved to 80 pound packages, and I'm exhausted. So <laughs> I'm like trying not to breathe directly into the mic. So yeah, yeah I don't think. Five rounds in or whatever, I'm jumping up and putting an arm bar on Nick anytime soon. <laughs> that was insane, Nick. That like I'm um, glad you brought that up. I'm yeah, great job, Nick. Because like holy crap, it's just weird like, to watch someone do something I, superhuman wa- like that. When, when you watched that fight live, you were like, oh, he's winning this fight because most of his fights go the distance. He's got I, I think he's he's knocked out a few people and he's submitted a couple people, but a lot of his fights go to decision and they go five rounds, three to five rounds. That's 25 minutes of fighting that he just keeps that insane pressure on. It's like. All, he's always connected to the guy, right? They're either striking and he's and he's shooting or he's connected to him. But to see him do that and have that and not be gassed. And then they interview him afterward and he's just like, yeah, it was good. You know, so I won. I'm glad. You're like, what? Who are you? You're a superhuman. You're a superhuman being. That was the thing I, I was impressed with. I, again, because, you know, I was impressed with him as just a gamer person. And I, and I mean, just yeah, a person. And meeting nice him through the lens of a gamer, he was awesome to hang out with and shoot the shit with along a bunch of other people, right? Uh, that was that time when I had the on show feud with Rampage Jackson or whatever. Like that was that one. And so then to when he was coming on the show or whatever, and I was looking through his clips today, I saw he lost that fight recently or whatever. Yeah. And they had the post game interview and I was like, Oh, here we go. And I clicked on it and he's just, he's talking as naturally and normally as he just was there. I'm like, Oh, so it makes so much sense now to have the context of like for him it's a job and he just goes out there to try to perform and he wants well, to win, but it's not like going to destroy him. And that's the thing I didn't really necessarily want to ask him because I don't feel comfortable asking, but I'm like, he has done pretty much everything you need to do in the sport, right? Mm. And so him, him moving to, to one uh, was, I think, I mean, obviously he said it right here, right? A strategic move to, to get paid and to make sure. sure that he can pay, you know, take care of his family forever, which I think was a very smart move, but also the fact that he's just... I mean, he defended his title so many times. Yeah. At UFC, you got to kind of move on to different stuff, right? Wait, but I mean, I'm to sorry. be fair, like, what's up? 
Sorry, he moved to one? Uh, what does that so, mean? So uh, he used to fight for UFC. He fought for W, I think, WCE, or there was another promotion a long time ago that got bought by UFC, so they folded him in, and that's how he came in. And he was a bantamweight, which was, um, I think, of like 135. And that's then eventually the they... word that always confused me. What is bantam? Bantam? I have no idea where it comes from. Bantam of the opera. So he's 135, but he fought <laughs> Dominic Cruz at 135 and lost. And then I think they created the flyweight division, and I think he was the first ever. Um, the flyweight division, I think, is 115 to 125, maybe. And bantamweight's 125 to 135, I think, something like that. Um, they created that, and he was just dominant in that division for a really, really long time. Like, a long time. I think he holds a record for, like, how many title defenses he did in the UFC. Um, and then after a certain point, I think he was just like, let's let's try something else and, and, and move on, which is what he said, which is super cool, and I get that. But, I mean, to be fair, the, la- the, the last knockout that he suffered was from he was on the ground and he got need which is legal in one but it's super illegal in ufc you would never see that happen gotcha here uh but uh so I, yeah, he's I an incredible at, fighter i looked at bantamweight and it's like oh this uh 112 to 118 pounds that's in uh, boxing and, probably look at mma well so but bantam the that first word yeah is a type of chicken oh so huh, i think cool. i think maybe it comes from that it's also the star wars alien remember no, I think it's a different bantam. There's a, there's a bantam bagels I'm seeing here. Just quick, quick Google search. Bantha, a chicken of a small breed. Yeah, bantha weight. Bantha weight. The male of which is noted for its aggression. Mm. Small. Kevin, aggressive can we chickens. call? Can we call you the bantam now from now on? Um, I like that. Sure. I like that. How do we bantam? The bantam. Yeah, the bantam. Kevin Corla. The bantam. I don't understand why you have to do a nickname every six months. I just don't get it. The bantam menace. What? Because the glue has never been a good one. We love you, but it's never been a good one. You know. Kevin, it is less than six months, my dude. I know. I know. It's just been a while since the last one. It's just been a little bit of a while since last one. Um, are you all familiar with Ristorante? Yeah, I've seen her some shows. Ristorante Parma. No. Parma. Apparently, no. it's an SF restaurant that's been in business for 40 years, and they just announced that they're closing. Oh, that sucks. In the what marina. Happened? Uh, Parma. Why don't I know that? Oh, you know what? I, do, I Let me see. If this is on Steiner Street, then yeah, I know. Yeah, it is. I know exactly Parma. where it is. Oh, that's sad. That place has been there forever. That's by my yeah. where my old apartment was. Is this the old, uh, the old COVID? That's happening? Probably. Yeah, yeah I'd be. assume so. I didn't. I never used to go there because I don't default to to Italian food. But man, the place right next to it, Toma, has a fucking good burrito. And they back in the day when they first <laughs> Nick opened, put them out of business. Nick put them out of business. No, no, no. <laughs> I, think I think they're still up because they're they're smart. They opened up a little shop. It's like this tiny little. I mean, it's like maybe two hundred. No, no. I'm saying people. you put like, a restaurant of Parma out of business. Not, oh, yeah, not yeah, the place you went. To. Like, Fuck that. I'm going to. Is it is it safe to say that Italian food doesn't travel well? Yes. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. It's very unfortunate. That's so it's sad pastas, to me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I've been wanting, like, a really good pasta and not, like... Andy, I, I've been I've been hinting at it with you, but, like, I've been perfecting shrimp scampi over here. I don't So once we're both vaccinated, it. come on over. We got this. I don't I got, I got the I got the vax coming up soon, big dog. Yeah, got no, the vax no. coming up real soon. You got the About vax packs? Yeah. That no, dose one get, or dose two? Two. Yeah, I'm, I'm close oh, to for two. That's the one. On. You better, you better uh, buckle down for that one because apparently that's the one everyone says kind of fucks them up a little bit. Yeah. I'm probably now for for Alyssa Barrett's wife. Sure. I she said it was the first one. She the was like, careful one. with that first shot. Like I, I, I felt awful after. I was like, that's really? Weird. She's like, yeah, I had, I had like fever and stuff. Second one was fine. I was like, really? 
And I'm maybe wondering, they maybe they just up. switched out the shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, think, I think they're both the same shot. You're just getting like, it's, it's to like. A dose of whatever it is. Yeah, it's just to trick your body into thinking like, oh, hey, this is a real threat. You got to you gotta be ready to protect. Uh, That's why like in like eight months, we'll probably all have booster shots. Yeah. To like do the same thing to be like, hey, this is a real threat. It's I'll weird why I don't like. Reaction. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, it's odd that she got a reaction to the first round. Usually that happens with people that have tested positive for COVID in the past because their bodies already have some level of antibodies in there. Antibodies. Maybe, mm. maybe that's the case because maybe she could have been a carrier or just asymptomatic. You never know. It's possible. I'll tell you why I don't like the idea of booster shots, Greg. Here, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. The reason exactly. I don't like it, of course, that's exactly is just why. like I don't want more, I don't want more work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to keep coming in here. But why don't you like booster shots? You oh, do drive through. It reminds so me of booster easy. chairs, and they were always so uncomfortable as a child. Yeah. There's no way. And as a 38-year-old. There's no way. I definitely remember booster chairs. I was so, because I was, like, chubby as a kid. So when they put me in the booster chairs, I was like, they're hard plastic. Yeah. And the butt shape, but, I was like, who's, this is not, this is an unrealistic butt shape. This is like, like a three-year-old butt width. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in, like, why the early 90s. Chair? You probably weren't even using seatbelts, right? Like, Oh, dude, and, we had... And I'm not even joking, Kevin, like, weren't we, No like, joke. I remember driving in my Grandma Rinaldi's... I think she had a Buick or a... Good old Grandma she had a Buick. And Grandma Rinaldi... Greg, you'll appreciate this, because you're yeah. old enough to probably have had this happen. I remember driving in the front seat, and she had her... The front seat of her car didn't have the transmission tunnel, so it didn't have, like, an armrest. It was just a bench seat. And yeah. so I remember it was her, me, and my mom. And I just, I was like, I don't think I was wearing a seatbelt. I think I was just in the oh, yeah, if, if you had a bench seat in that car, you weren't wearing a seatbelt. Yeah, like, definitely. Now, yeah. now, Kevin, Kevin, when Nick says booster seat, are you thinking car seat? Y- yes. No, no we're booster, the, booster seat is like the, the plastic like, Lego thing they put down that you sit on. So you, so you can, so Still, you can even sit at the, the same table height. Got it. Sorry, I thought like booster seat is from like the, what, what I know of the understanding of it. Is uh, the seat like that? Like once you're done being uh, like in the baby one, you get like the yeah. little so toddler one in the yeah, car. Yeah, there's like it. there's like yeah, the child yeah, seat, which is saying, they have yeah. to bring it over, and it's always near the bathroom, and you always walk by it. And restaurants are like, ah, oh, those look gross, and then they bring one over to you. But That's how old were you using seat. the booster seat for? Like yeah, booster even seat, then, you're probably like. You're probably like five or six, maybe. It's for, like, yeah, it's okay. for, it's for short memories? kids who can't really see to the... But, the yeah, the, I remember going to... because because Well, they're mostly bad memories, Kevin. That's why they're, they're traumatic. But you have memories but, from when you were five or six? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's huh. your first memory, Kev? Like 12? Holy shit. <laughs> my first memory is That's my mom. That's natural. <laughs> my mom. <laughs> well, I mean, keep in mind how good Kevin's memory is now, though. So it must be that, like, he's, like, saving over information. You know what I mean? Like, his uh, hard drive is just backlogged. <laughs> just, when we talked to him in three years, yeah, I'd be like, oh, 15. That's the first thing I remember. My, uh, my earliest memory was my mom putting me in the, you know, the um, uh, shopping carts. And they still sure. have them, obviously, right? You put the kid in, like, the metal shopping carts. And it was always super uncomfortable when you were a kid because... It's just metal struts across your ass. Sure. And I remember, I remember at the Riverside Plaza, which used to be an indoor plaza, we came out and there was a, I think it was a Savons. Do you remember that? It was like a Savons pharmacy. It's kind of like seen a Rite Aid. They weren't, they're not a. I feel Illinois like that's thing. what it was. And I remember I used to love going into there because my mom would put me in the cart and she would, she would push it in and right at the entrance was like the magazine section. And they had one of those standing carousels that was all comic books. And I just used to like walk, like I would just. Like she would push me by it, and I'd see it, and be like, "That's cool. Those are comic books." And that was it. And then she would buy me candy, and I'd get fatter. I have one. I was gonna say my first memory. I have one of me 
and I, I don't get me wrong i'm not saying this is like when i was like six months old or whatever but me in the in the in a crib and getting somebody in having my glow worm stuffed animal in there or whatever mm-hmm. so i don't know how old that is but that's like that's distinctly my first memory of that like, that's got to be like two or three from yeah. toy story that is a memory from toy story <laughs> <laughs> i also have the weird thing that i don't know if they're the memories that i sure necessarily remember yeah. or if it's because i watched an old vhs of me at that age but i think like my second birthday uh there was towards the end it's like i'm wearing suspenders and a little red bow tie and i kind of remember being put on my mom's bed like on my parents bed and i remember just feeling like a tiny thing amongst this gigantic like king bed or whatever or queen size bed but when you're a kid it just feels like a fucking ocean oh, <laughs> like totally. you're and, and uh and i have just like this weird memory of prepping for that party but i don't know if it was because i watched the vhs of me as that kid and maybe i implanted memories inception sure yeah inception. Well, where, where does the movie begin where is yeah the, where you know, does the, the top ever fall down movie. yeah nick is what's your first memory my first memory of god i don't know i don't know if it's first i have a lot of earlier memories i think i've told this story though i do remember that there was one time when well i remember christmas is a lot because my brother and i having an older brother we used to sneak into my parents um closet and just look up and that's where all the christmas presents were sure. and so and then we would go the night before and i don't know why we would do this but it would be like the night before christmas eve so whatever christmas eve eve yeah and the the you know the parent my mom was like my mom was never an, a big advocate of selling the the santa claus myth he didn't really the magic of christmas for us was mostly just like hey you guys are gonna get cool toys and it's coming from us not necessarily santa so they put the presents out days beforehand so it looked nice under the tree when the family came over so my brother and i used to sneak in when i was super young and he'd help me like peel the tape off nicely Mm. just so we could look in and see what was there and then put it back on and then we'd just put another piece of scotch tape over it and i don't know if my mom either realized it and just didn't give a fuck or just didn't give a fuck in general but they never caught us they never caught us they knew they just didn't give a shit i don't really think my parents committed to the whole santa thing like it was a it was definitely a thing right but i i don't really have a memory of thinking that my gift was coming from santa so that's got that gotta i gotta assume that somewhere along the line at a very early age i kind of just stopped believing you know i think i just figured it out i think my i think my parents maybe said santa's gonna do it i was like who's santa don't you guys give me the presents and they were like yeah we gave gave the presents this is easier. They're like, oh, you're right. We've never shown you the movies about Santa. <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> you know no context actually, for who this character is. Andy, this is the, yeah, exactly. You haven't watched the Santa. You know the Easter Bunny. We watch a lot of Easter Bunny movies, but we don't know shit about Santa. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in the Catholic Church. Never heard of him. Um, Andy, you probably have the same problem I had, which you have an older brother. So by the time you were of age That's to true. understand what was going on, Aaron was probably just like, dude, there's no fucking Santa. He probably spoiled it all for you. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. It was probably one of those things that he was just like, I'm going to be the dick older brother because I've, cause I've cause seen what movies are and I feel like the older brother always has to be a dick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. always. But it just turns yeah. out my brother's like just kind of just too nice anyway. So he was, we kind of got over that, the childhood spat pretty early on, I feel. I feel like feel for like... most, I feel like for me, like it's just the Santa myth like undid itself. Like I have no moment of like that, but it's like the older you get, right? It's just, it's just more it, like, wait, how's he doing? That like, sounds like a line from a. Do- it sounds like an HBO documentary yeah. line. I just feel like it's like it's like Santa's being interviewed on trial and he incriminates himself. You know, you're like he's like I was, I did hide the body there. And you're like, oh my god! Like, I have to say it. 
I wonder, I wonder about this because I think we've talked about this before, but I always wonder like if I had a kid, how much of this stuff would, would I like buy into? Because I think a lot of it is the parents wanting to either relive or create that magic again for, for the kids, but also for themselves. Right. Sure. And I yeah, just think, I think to myself, it's, it's, I'm like, I 100, I mean, for sure, Halloween would be off the fucking chizzing, right? I mean, I'm talking right now, any of us have kids, Halloween's going to be uh, the fucking haunted house for the neighborhood the whole time. I'm coming in. I don't give a shit. If wait, you're not so even wait, 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 wait. If yeah, any of us your have house kids, you're going to come on yeah. somebody's house for a yeah. month? Yeah. Oh, the whole month. That's a long time. <laughs> but do, like, you're, I, I, I always envision the walls like, fucking Nick Kirk. <laughs> Stop. Ooh, buy me some cold cuts. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I would come over. Oh, my God. You're out of Coke Zero. The idea of, the idea of like, you I don't know, like. Starbucks. Tim having kids that are like, hey, we should get cold cuts because otherwise the Nick ghost will keep bugging us. <laughs> hey, remember the thing. Go get me some salami. Maybe some cured meats. No, I just think I always thought it was like it was so cool the dads that were into Halloween that were like when you were going around the neighborhood and everyone just like put up a couple decorations and then they had the haunted house that you went through and it was like the neighborhood thing. I was like, that's fucking cool. People don't do that shit anymore. They don't trust each other anymore. No, I can't trust each other to go in their houses. No, nah, they, I mean, they steal the PS5. You know how it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, oh, so you're saying if if you would never do this because you don't want those kids in the neighborhood to steal your PS5. I can't have these sticky-fingered little kids in here touching everything, moving everything around, I get stealing it. my Vita. I won't, I won't the, stand for it. Break the proton pack for sure. Exactly. You know what I mean? Now. I can't. They can't. Mm-mm. They'd have right. to take one Where, of the backup. How long would it take you to realize your Vita was gone? Well, I would look to my desk here. And oh, my God. You're an addictor. I'm playing the hot game uh, Scourge Bringer. You know what I mean? Come oh on, man. Good game. Hard game. It's fucking hard as well. Fuck <laughs> that is yeah, also is. true. Yeah. Fuck good times over there. Yeah, you weren't ready for that, were you, Nick? You weren't ready for that. I was going to talk mad shit, but. The second time I shut your shit down. You got me twice today. Yeah. Touche. You took that week off. You got you got, you got well rested. I did. You, you slept the whole time, did nothing. Sharp. Oh, yeah, right. Did nothing yeah. the entire yeah, time. By the you way, came, you right. came over here in the middle of all the boxes and oh, the insanity. Me, just like, oh, just God, kill us. The background turned out nicely, by the way. It looks really, Thank you. Really yeah, good. it's not, you know, not I done yet, but we're getting there. We're it's getting tight. there. It's tight, tight, tight. <laughs> Grover? I didn't even recognize that. Yeah, Grover was Grover was there. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> you see his little legs yeah. on, this, on the screen. Yeah, on this shot, yeah. It's fun to see it. Nothing quite as chilling as a Muppet leg, you know? It's true. You see him, you see him walking, you're like, that's not, that doesn't seem right. It's a weird statement. Uh, I want to get us to the post show, but I also need to point out that Tim wasn't here today, and so we can say Tim sucks. Yeah, we know. Tim does suck, yeah. Bit bit in the eyes. Snakes both times. Fell into a hole, bit Mm. in the eyes. Sprained his ankle. He's taking the snake to court, and we are, we're going to champion the snake, honestly. Nick, I know there's a million court shows now, but there's not as many as there were like in the early 2000s. But to dial it back even further, how much do you miss like 1989, 1991 People's Court with Judge Wapner, you know? Fuck the Wapner. Damn, dude. I mean, I don't know because a lot of people would probably say, and I don't want to like step on toes here, but I think a lot of people would say that Judge Judy is like the goat at this point. I mean, like, that's because, ju- but like Judge Judy, and I, I love Judge Judy. I'm not saying anything about that. But Judge Judy is like, she's trying to be funny and she's trying to make a scene and she's trying to do different stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you're but talking about the just, people court, that was like, that was like real shit happening. And Doug like Llewellyn Judge was there. Remember when Doug Llewellyn got bit by the fucking dog? Like there was like no. shit happening on the people's court. All right. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, you do. 
Doug Llewellyn was like the outside reporter, right? Who would like interview them after the cases. Oh, uh, okay. And one time, yeah, there was one about a fucking dog. And like they had the dog on the court. And so at the end, it fucking bit Doug Llewellyn on the way. I'll find you a clip. I'll get home. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Bit so by he dog. was the Doug Llewellyn TM- bit by dog. He was the TMZ guy for. Yeah, exactly. The new, the new version of it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's a, I haven't obviously looked into any of this stuff in ever. But here, yeah, they, I, I, uh, there's an article I'm finding easier, but I think the first clip that comes up is People Court, Doug Llewellyn tells defendant he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> See, that kind of shit doesn't happen anymore. Now it's all fucking, yeah. But, like, do you guys understand that these are, like, real cases? No, it's all civil. <laughs> I don't know, man. I always, I always thought all the, I always thought that show and Cops were just, like, I'm like, why are we allowing this as a society to happen? Why, sure. why is this, why are these things that, are legal should it be legal to make a television drama out of people's like petty ass disagreements and like civil cases i don't know they're they're handsomely rewarded for being on there do what do they care what do they got a 50 dollar fucking coupon to sizzler what, what do they get for being on i forget court? i think i want to god i'm so i shouldn't even open my mouth probably because i don't know if it's true anymore but i remember at one point it. i want to say judge judy's it. like her thing said that like whatever the finding was they would pay for it i think yeah, I think I think what happens there is they each get like it's either fifteen hundred. I mean, obviously the amounts change, but what I heard is each of them get fifteen hundred, and whatever the fine is, that gets deducted from their fifteen hundred and given mm. to the other person. So it if sounds like, like yeah. it sounds like you don't want to encourage our fan base to go try to employ these methods be like you know i feel like this is the thing i don't want to speak out of turn here i don't want to leave people <laughs> I mean, listen we'll come out here and say a lot of half truths and weird <laughs> science but we will not besmirch judge judy and people's court and the proceedings herein there are some things that are just too important to get wrong greg yeah we'll, we'll sit here and talk about covid shots all day long and hypothesize on what's <laughs> going like on i think they're the same one <laughs> but uh but oh man the people's court yeah for sure i'll tell you what i started watching don't like hate to say it the new uh, Chris Maloney uh, Law and Order. There's a new brought, Law and yeah, Order. Yeah, they brought back Stabler. Uh, Wait, it's his own show. Tim was talking oh. about this, and it's I don't like it. Well, that's weird. Thing. Yeah, I don't. I want to know about that because it's not Law and that. Order. They don't Law and Order it. organized don't, don't. crime. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, but it's like it plays out more like a like like the main plot is the whole season, and the power of Law and Order mm, for everyone that that doesn't understand that it is that at the end. every episode they find the guy. They catch the guy, and then they prosecute the guy, and then yeah. whether or not he's guilty or not, I don't, it doesn't matter because you get you get a resolution at the end anyway. Yeah, one yeah. encapsulated story, and they have some B stories going on, but for the most part, he, I don't want to fucking know the lives of the DA or the cops. I just want to see law and order. <laughs> Nick, right. sure. I I don't know. Why do you just watch I, court I don't TV? <laughs> it's not real. It's not real law and order. Law and order is more real than court TV. I don't know that I've ever watched. Like an entire episode of Law and Order, because like everyone talks about like how they like prosecute, and I don't know that I've ever gotten to that in an episode. Because <laughs> like right now I'm thinking it's always the cops walking around. It, in my mind, them, that's all it is. It is. It's, it's always them in the apartment looking at the dead body, yeah. and somebody yeah. has a quip, and then they go and they have a yeah. Eventually, what happens is it goes donk donk, and it cuts to the courtroom, and then the rest of it is just what the trial the trial of the person that they found. <laughs> Law How and have order. I never finished an episode. You probably because every episode's so most I, just so run of the mill that you probably I really fall like, asleep halfway through. I like the yeah. idea that Kevin is just like you know I'm gonna go to I'm gonna jump to my own con- conclusions with this one. <laughs> 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 
come up. I'll come up with my own. <laughs> this is my verdict. I think he's innocent. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the kind of funny podcast. Each and every week, two, three, four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table, each coming to bullshit with each other about whatever it is they want to bullshit about. If you like that, you can head over to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny, where of course a couple of bucks means you can write in with your own topics for the show. You can get the show ad free. You can get the show with the exclusive post show we're about to go do. However, if you have no bucks tossed away, it's no big deal. You can get two new episodes each and every week on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny, RoosterTeeth.com and on podcast services around the globe. No matter where you get the show, thank you for your support. Please consider like, subscribe, sharing. If you're on YouTube, click the little notification bell. If you're on a podcast service, why not leave a review? All of it helps us get discovered by new Kind of Funny Best Friends. Uh, we have a post show to do, so until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>